Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws, well, they both look pretty badass and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge. When you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees, look at assaultlimited.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is Urban Savage, U-R-B-N-S-V-G.com. The best quality apparel available. American-made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny. The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3EQUIP.com. A3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion, a lip balm, a hair conditioner, honestly, anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3equip.com don't forget ladies and gentlemen in the podcast description or podcast notes in your podcast app you can get access to all of our sponsors all of the products that we talk about in the podcast and contact information for paul and martin proceed with caution all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about? Talking about? Talking about? Get squared away. Spiritual. Get squared away. Emotional. Get squared away. Mental. Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. All right, all right. We are back with episode 16. Sweet 16. 16 candles. Hell yeah. Just going to say that. Oh, candles. look at that. Fun. Great minds think alike. Classic. Oh, I think I'm going to like this one. We are going to do a, it's going to be a, we'll call it rapid fire Q&A, but really it's just going to be a and a because some of these questions are rapid fire and some of these questions are going to take a little bit more time, we'll say. So should we dive right in? Let's dive right in. First question. As far as questions, you, like you, I started listening to Rogan in 2011, and that has shaped a lot of my thinking. However, I feel like he is a sellout by signing with Spotify and thus limiting the world's access to him. I've stopped listening. Comes back to a belief I hold of how much is enough. Perhaps too controversial, but that's my question. What's your opinion on Rogan's signing deal? Sellout or not? So- I use Spotify, so it did not necessarily close me off to Joe Rogan. Um, I guess make your money when you can make it. You're right. How much is you know how much is enough? But one thing that upset me is Rogan always talked about never putting ads in the middle of a podcast. It was, I mean, like I remember back in, and he's on episode 1600 now. I remember back episode 200, 300, 400, somewhere in there, like when people started podcasting more and all these guys like his buddies started, started doing podcast and they would put ads in the middle of their podcast, which that's, that's how we consume ads, right? Like we know we're used to it. You watch a TV show ads go in the middle. Well, he started putting ads in the middle and on Spotify. And the first time I saw that or heard that when I was listening, I'm just like, fuck this. Like, because you've got Spotify ads and you've got his ads and I pay for Spotify so I shouldn't have to listen to any fucking ads. Right. Because I pay $10 a month or $17 a month or whatever it is for the family Spotify. That's 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 my uh, that's how I get around listening to fucking ads. So right. that's my that's what really pissed me off. Or it didn't even really, p- really piss me off, I guess. I get it. Whatever. You got to do your damn yeah. thing. But that turned me off. But you're making money. And I think that's that's one thing. If it affects his content, if he's swaying his content to the uh so- the um, sponsors, then that'd be an issue. Well, 
so this gets into another thing. I don't even know if he put it on here, but uh, me and him talked about it a little bit. Spotify has taken down 40 episodes now. Oh, they have. Yes. Oh, I know they've, they've taken, taken down 40 one. different past episodes, which he always said, you know, it's in my contract. There's no way I'm not going to. They can't tell me what I can say. Well, no, but I feel like they're getting a little bit heavy handed here with taking down. And some of them are like like the Alex Jones one. Like, come on. Oh. It's fucking Alex Jones. It's entertainment. Nobody is listening to that going. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is totally real news. You know, like. If it's entertainment, though, then why are they uh, putting that effort out to put them off the off the air? Well, that's what I mean. Like, the, because they're 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 afraid that they're hurting people's feelings. I don't think that they're they're not doing it because they're scared of what Alex Jones is saying. Spotify doesn't give a fuck what Alex Jones says. Spotify is afraid of the backlash from having Alex Jones on a podcast on their. Are you serious? Yeah, that's what it all is. Yeah. I mean, you gotta. I mean, this is this is America. I mean, that's the First Amendment right there. So, you know, are they using a different avenue well, to so allow that or do they wipe that completely off the face of the earth? They wipe that because he is he he is exclusive to Spotify now. Now, I, don't, I haven't looked into this enough to know whether he is exclusive only for new episodes from when he signed on and you can still get his old episodes on other on other podcasts or YouTube and stuff like that. I mean, it's the Internet, right? So it never goes all the way away. So I'm sure if you dig hard enough, you can find it. Yeah. But I mean, realistically, right there, like if if Spotify cuts an episode, he should be able to put it wherever the fuck he wants. Right. That should be in, you know, yeah. that should be in contract. Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize I had heard that maybe they were cutting like one episode out or so. And it was 40. I'll pull up the list. Wow. Yeah, to me, I would have a hard time staying with Spotify on that one. But well, some of the shit that we've already talked about, I'm like, oh, how long until we're fucking cut off Spotify? Which realistically, like Spotify is only a small percentage of, of the people that listen to us. It's mostly, you know, Apple podcasts. But yeah. All right, so we have a list. Oh, of course, Milo Yiannopoulos, 100%. Like, they're going to take really? him off. Yeah. Are you serious? Joey Diaz and Brian Redband, both comedians. Who knows what they said in that one? Brian Callen, comedian. Eddie Bravo, fucking Brian MMA Callen, fighter. Really? Yeah. Dave Asprey, which he's a douchebag anyways. Um, David Seaman, Abby Martin, Del Cameron, Brian Redband. I don't know what, what was in that one. Uh, War Machine, they probably took that one down because after the podcast, he got put in jail for, like, beating the fuck out of his girlfriend or wife. Uh, Stefan Molyneux, which is so weird because he's like a pretty, I mean, he's a little controversial, but like very well-spoken, very intelligent dude, whatever. Yeah. Um, Gavin McInnes, Miley Yiannopoulos. Yeah. Gavin got taken the Alex Jones one, another Miley Yiannopoulos one, another Gavin McInnes one. Is McInnes the, uh, tied in with the Proud Boys or something? Is it called the Proud Boys? Yeah, that's it's that's him. So he started. I think he was one of the founders of Reddit, wasn't he? No, oh, I don't know. Gavin McInnes. I'm pretty sure he's a founder, one of the founders of Reddit, or he's he's one of the founders of a big, yeah. big fucking thing. I know he's a big right wing uh, commentator. Definitely and, you know, big right wing kind of comedian. What did Chris D'Elia do? Do you remember this? Because apparently he did something that really put him in the shit the shit pile of everybody. Chris D'Elia sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. He's not a fighter, is he? No, no. He's a comedian. He's on, uh, oh, fuck. Ah, whatever. I can't remember the show. Whitney? Whitney and me or Whitney? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Right? Like, Yeah, he's not he, like a... All of his got taken down. That's kind of weird. So ridiculous. It's got to be some content issues. I don't know. I so don't that, know what that is. That's that's how I feel about it. Like, I always use Rogan. As, you know, I he built up a lot of... Um, my connections with a lot of the other people that I listen to in the books that I read and stuff, but he was more of a, an Avenue to get to those people an Avenue for me to find those people. So I really fell off after probably episode eight, 900 anyways. So I wasn't listening right up until when he went to Spotify and then I left, but I yeah. did go back after he went to Spotify. And when I heard the in-between commercials, I'm like, well, sell yeah. out. Yeah. I kind of pick and choose depending on his guests or, you know, I'll get clips of him on uh, YouTube, but other than that, I don't, it's hard to read. When was the last time you did something you regret? Gosh, I would say my, I would say my daily regret is I always regret being a better dad. You, you mean know? you regret not being a better dad? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I knew what you meant. Terrible I knew what grammar you meant. on my part, but yeah, I regret being uh, not being a better dad. And especially with my older kids. So I think I was just, uh, there was years of my life where I was in pursuit of my own 
my own interests and above theirs. And, you know, I look back and you know what, those years go by so fast, you can't get them back. And now that they're older, you know, you you try your best. Um, but those are just years you miss. So, you know, for those of you guys, you know, young kids, you know, just soak that in as much as you can, because it's gone in like a, just a snap. And, and those are the memories that, you know, you really want to keep. And it's a, it's a prioritized thing, right? Like, and that's something you can't like you can't fix. You can you can be better now, but you can't go back and get that. Right. Yeah. Your kids are only it's like we talked about before, right? Your kids are only five once, your kids are only seven once. And there's yeah. so many cute little things that, you know, could have uh exponentially uh experienced more if I would have got gotten out of the way. Yeah. Um I get emotional and lose my temper once in a while. I definitely regret that, especially with the kids. I never hit my kids or anything, but yell at them once in a while for over stupid shit that I never should have. Like I, I regret that. And cause it doesn't teach them, right? Like it doesn't, yeah. all it does is, is make them more emotional and make them, you know, feel insecure. So I definitely regret that. And it's not, it doesn't happen all the time, but probably once every few months, especially with my 17 year old, like I, st- I work with one guy who, who said that, when his daughter was 16, he grabbed her by the hair and drug her to her bedroom one time. So I feel like as long as I don't get that far, like I'm still all right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, maybe it's uh, you should cut back on the soy. Yeah, right. That's what it is. The, the once a month, you know. So when was the last time you did something you were proud of? I don't know. I really don't know. I guess uh, I've accomplished a lot in my life. And every time I accomplish something, I just move on to the next. So I guess I've never been anybody to really... S- sit on anything so you know what i used to be is to me exactly that you know what i used to be well this is what i am now and uh how can i be better person you know presently i don't sit back on the past so i don't sit in a bar and you know talk about the touchdown i scored back when i was you know whatever and now i'm a shoe salesman and if coach would have put put me in we would have won the state state. yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you know presence to presence so be the best you can now um i'm i get i get really proud when i see something that i'm doing rub off on someone else not because i told them to do it especially with my kids like when i'm when they say something that i never necessarily told them but they picked up from me and then they say it to somebody else even if i'm just in earshot distance like i don't even know that they said it or like if if my my parents that were watching the kids for the weekend were like, Hey, Piper said this, you know, and like, like that makes me proud. Like I'm, I'm being a good example to the point that they are really picking up what they, what they see that I'm doing. So that's, that's my biggest pride I think is, is not teaching them things purposefully, but when they pick up things that I'm doing or I'm saying. So when your kids learn and apply what you tell them. Yeah. So I usually don't get those moments because usually it's a bad joke. I tell my kids and I hear them telling that bad joke to somebody else. I'm like, oh, uh, as long as it's not oh. a real bad joke. No, it's usually not too bad. Does the end justify the means in business or personal life? I guess that one could be kind of taken a lot of different ways, right? Does the yeah. end justify the means? So like, are you, is, is your, is the fruit at the end of the rainbow? I don't whatever worth the amount of effort that you're putting in um, with personal life. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, business life. I think that's something that we all need to balance, right? Like how much is enough? Where, where, where do you draw the line? Because if you talk to most people that have, that are very wealthy or have been very wealthy, they'll tell you that at some point in time, the light clicks on where you're like, Oh, this shit can't buy happiness. Yeah. I think there has to be a balance and like from our previous podcast, I mean, I, I'm learning that right now. I mean, if you get too involved and push on the business side, you're going to, you know, depreciate your personal life. And, you know, my kids can attest to that too. So there's got to be a healthy balance, but in the end, I mean, the, you reap what you sow, whatever energy you put in, you're going to get, you know, get that, get that back out and more. In personal life. Um, I don't think you can ever, I don't know. I, I feel like, there's a lot less, a lot more leeway in personal life. You, you can, you can never put too much time into personal right. family, personal things that you love, personal hobbies. Like if it's not taking away from something else, 
that's also important. You know, I guess if you're like, unless you're on the street because you, you know, didn't put any effort well, in work. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Right. But I don't know, maybe if you're on, maybe if you're living in a fucking tiny house, pulling behind your, your car, maybe you're happier <laughs> you than could, I am yeah. with my fucking bills, you, you know, like, you know, cardboard, uh, refrigerator boxes too. Oh, it's really hard to nail shit People's to the walls leftovers. in a cardboard refrigerator box. <laughs> it's hard to rain too. Uh, this one I had to actually think about what's worth more, your whiskey collection or your gun collection. <laughs> you probably answer that one because my gun collection probably outweighs my uh, whiskey. So I honestly think my whiskey collection at secondary, not at what I paid for it, but at secondary value is worth more than my gun collection. Oh, yeah. I think like when I sat down and actually started adding up shit, not including ammo because ammo is expensive, but actual guns. Like I think I think at secondary value, my whiskey is worth more than my guns. Wow. Which is hilarious. <laughs> like that's is, that's and neither of them are very small numbers. Like, yeah, it's it's not like I have one gun and three bottles of whiskey, you know, <laughs> like according to POTUS. Now you're going to need a lot more than that. So you're going to need a 30 million dollar F-15. And somehow. I didn't even see that. What is that about? Oh, you didn't see that? No, I didn't see. It. Oh, I, I'm, I don't consume much. It's a, it's I don't know. POTUS uh, had a speech and he was, I think, referring to, you know, um, the two A folks. And just saying that, oh, if you're if you're going to defend yourself against the government, you're going to need, a, you know, F-15s and uh, and nukes. And it was kind of a statement that now just kind of went viral saying that, oh, you know what? Yeah. Wasn't he in Vietnam? Biden? Yeah. No, no. no. Oh, I'm thinking of McCain. I'm thinking of McCain. Yeah, McCain Not was. Biden. McCain. No, Biden's been a career politician. Yeah, he's, you're right. He's got one son that's uh, serving and then one son that's uh, snorting. That's about it. So so right there, like Vietnam is the exact example of not needing airplanes and nukes. Like yeah. there's a real good way to fucking fight powers that be. Yeah. Well, whatever. What a fucking idiot. That's a idiot. whole different rabbit what an hole, idiot. man. What an idiot. I mean, I'd take an F-15. Yeah, or so thirty-five. That's, that's my. Uh, I put it out on Instagram. I in my saw story. that picture, so it's funny that you said that because I never caught the fucking meme, <laughs> and then I saw your picture. I'm like, what the fuck? What is he talking about? Favorite cigar brand? Um, I really like Liga Privadas, the number nines, and the uh, AJ Fernandez Montes from Monte Cristo. Those are my two favorites. Oh, really? Do you have a, Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I'm an old soul. Uh, this goes back many years, but. The statement goes, there's nothing like a punch in the mouth. Uh, you're a punch guy. Yeah. So cheap, tastes good. Yeah, they make pretty decent punch cigars now. You know, they make the shit you it's can still buy. A couple steps up from the gas yeah, station. Yeah, they though. make the, they make the gas station ones. ones. Swisher Sweets. Swisher Sweets. Gas stations, actually, they're up in their game in the cigar because oh, cigar right? companies are starting to. Pre- well, no, cigar <laughs> companies are starting to single wrap some okay cigars. So you can get serious? like actually decent single wrap cigars from like Quick Trip now. Yeah. Which, oh. if you're listening to this somewhere else, you have no fucking idea what Quick Trip is. But it's the best gas station around here. Oh, my gosh. If you watch TV or stream, what's your go-to show? I, I don't really have a go-to show. I mean... Puppy videos on YouTube. That's your go-to show. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Dodo. Oh, Dodo videos. Okay. Yeah, Dodo, Dodo videos. Dodo, I guess, is, my, uh, is my, my tear-jerking stream. That's your go-to? Yeah, what's yours? Um, really like documentaries. Uh, Netflix got a pretty good documentary set. Um, otherwise, actual like show shows. Uh, more most recently, Yellowstone. Yellowstone was fucking awesome. Um, Isn't that a western or something? Kevin Costner. Yeah, it's 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 takes place in like current day, but Yellowstone Ranch, which is like forty thousand acres, and everybody around there trying to take it over and turn it into something else. And it's a pretty fucking good show. I like that. Definitely like Sons of, I mean, pretty common, right? Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy, like just kind of fall, fall in, like good shows get good attention, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. I mean, I have Disney Plus and I think we watched like three movies this weekend because the uh, weather has been so shitty. So yeah. Star Wars? Are you a Star Wars guy? I like Star Wars. I grew up with it, but my kids, uh, my oldest daughter gets into it a little bit, but we watched like uh, Luca, which is cute. Luca is cute. So we had to go back for Star Wars and like, I'm, I like Star Wars, but I'm not like a Star Wars nerd. My brother is a lot more of a Star Wars nerd. So yeah. he's trying to tell me like Emperor Palpatine's grandkids and this and Luke's cousins and the, this guy's, I'm like, huh? 
Like, wait, yeah. what? He's like, yeah. And they, they showed this person and it's really not him, but it's him. And man, trying to follow some of that shit. It's like a big ancestral story for Star Wars. It's kind yeah. of funny. Yeah. Some people get really into it. Yeah. Super into can't. it. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Not kids, not deadlines or work. Well, that's the three things that get me out of bed in the morning. No, I'm just kidding. Um, purpose, I guess. And that kind of goes with the next one. Um, have you accomplished or come close to accomplishing what you feel your calling or purpose is? Or are you still searching? I think those two questions kind of definitely go together. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Yeah. Um, I honestly, I called Martin after one of our podcasts and I told him like, fuck, I want to do this forever. Like this, this sharing my knowledge and learning from other people and all of this on this podcast. I like, I feel like this is, this is my calling. Um, how stupid that sounds with, you know, the downloads that we get right now, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah. You always got to start somewhere. Yeah. What gets you out of the bed in the morning? I always think of that, uh, that saying, and I wish I would have wrote it down about, uh, when a shark wakes up in the morning, in the morning that does shark things. Sharks do shark things. Yeah. <laughs> goes out, you know, goes tears into somebody and, and then it swims around real aggressively. And that's, I guess that's what gets me up in the morning. And the minute I'm up, I'm like, I want to go get something, you know? So, uh, but it doesn't, to me, it doesn't tie with what I've, have you accomplished, come close to accomplishing what you feel. Like for me is just, I like to just kind of duck into the shadows and, you know, have a quiet, peaceful life. So, and you're in a different stage of your life too, because you're, you're past your public service portion of your life i guess like you, yeah that was a big portion of your early life yeah and now that's still in you but it's not something that you're doing every day in the same way now it's it's evolved to your keeping up with other people that are in it and trying to make sure that they're squared away yeah i mean it's like a, my past service in life i mean that's something i keep to myself you know the contracting and that type of work but it's you know at that time i did it is was part of a job and now we're in a society where it's, you know, publicized and glamorized and whatnot. And that's something that I just, I don't want to, my personal belief, you know, it's, it's different. It's not wrong or right. If somebody else wants to capitalize, sure, they, they can do that. But for me, it's just, yeah, I'm at a stage in my life where it's my kids, you know, I just, I love my kids and uh, love being around them, love being at home, more of a homebody. And, uh, you know, I just like to duck in the weeds and unfortunately it's hard to do that when you're a oversized asian in a small yeah. town where there's not a lot everybody of, wants to come talk to you you should grow a beard and turn white nobody nobody <laughs> goes out of their way to talk to you then i'm just gonna keep wearing a mask there you go how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood i love that one yeah this is the one where uh, i told you my my kid and i were talking about a friday at the grocery store you know my my kid's asking well what is a woodchuck and what does that mean when it, you know what's chucking wood so i'd explain to my child what that was and by the end of the uh the shopping trip he was walking out of the grocery store able to chime that off at high speed so really mess with him next time he asks you you answer just as much wood as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood oh damn i gotta learn that one then <laughs> i just got that first one down um so this one uh i was i was looking forward to answering do you guys have family that's not on the same way of thinking as you as in they are super left victims? And how do you keep a relationship with them without losing respect for them? And I really like that question because this kind of ties in with um, my idea of the, I guess, the, the myth of pure evil. And, you know, the thing with those people is, is those people really they think with their heart and they really want to help everyone by making everything easy for them and giving them the most opportunity and, and basically making everyone's life easy. Um, and you should love them for that. Like that's, that is a really wholehearted thought process. It's faulty and it's wrong, but at least if you see where they're coming from and you see their real intention, their intention isn't to make weak people or to make victims their intention is to make people better by with with love and ease but the the truth is that love and ease doesn't make people better and that's where the that's where the disconnect is between the the right and the left is 
and 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 like always the answer is probably somewhere in the middle um like with your kids you can't just you can't just beat the fuck out of your kids and put them through hardship all day every day and expect them to become badasses because all that does is give them so much mental illness that they can't actually accomplish anything what you need to do is you need to give them enough support that they know they're safe and know that if they need you you'll be there but also push them to learn and overcome adversity on their own and it's kind of like that with the rest of society that's that's my opinion on that you're such a nice guy i mean i I don't have a lot of family that doesn't is not on the same line of thinking Uh, obviously i don't have a real huge extended family either um even my folks in china are in the same line of thinking which is crazy being here in america and I, i look at the question you know you can't consider people that are not on the same way of thinking as us as super left victims i don't want to say that it's left or right you know uh, being squared away isn't about left or right um but how how do we keep a relationship with them is you got to become a good listener you know what you got to let them say what they're going to say and if you disagree with it it's it's fine i just go into the mode of you know uh uh-huh yeah really you do you don't say and you know if they're completely full of shit and you just repeat what they said to them and hopefully maybe they get it Cause, um, you know, I get in a lot of conversations about people that are unhealthy, that want to be healthy, but they don't want to do the work to get there. So, you know, a lot of times you have to listen to their lament and maybe throw in some advice, but it's like we talked about with the critical thinking. Sometimes it's maybe not even worth it because you can tell them whatever you want to do. They're not going to change what they're going to do. Yeah. So you just kind of repeat what they they say and you're like, oh, okay, we agree to disagree. And if they decide to put the energy towards it, then you know what? You're available. Yeah. And and the victim mentality, I mean, the victim mentality is a pretty big deal these days. It really is. You know, everybody thinks that they're a victim because That's they've had excuse because they've had something hard. Right. But yeah. everybody has something hard. Just my hardship is way different than your hardship. And and just kind of kind of showing them that and you can't argue with them. That's the thing is the minute, the minute that you become defensive or you become argumentative is the minute that they're going to shut down and they're going to turn into arguing the other point. But if you can try to keep your cool and keep your calm and really have a thoughtful, heartfelt conversation about the differences between I am a victim versus I am challenged and I am going to overcome this challenge And it could be something, you know, it could be small daily challenges, but all of that adds up to become big, big wins. And yes, if you were, if you did not win the genetic lottery, right? Like you were born in a bad place or born to bad parents or born um, a minority or born a woman or whatever, however you want, whatever you think that your victim set is. The fact is, is you can't change that. But the minute that you say, this is where I'm at, I'm going to plant both feet and I'm going to start taking a step forward and improving my lot is the minute that you can start getting better. And guess what? If you started at home base and 10 other people started on second base. And you work so hard that you pass those people on the way around the ball diamond. You have that work to lean on. You have that confidence to lean on versus the person who was born on fucking third base. Guess what? They think that they can withstand adversity until real adversity hits. Then they're fucked. Yeah. Whereas if you know you can withstand adversity because you've been forged by the fire. You are a much better person, but you can't ever get to that point until you ditch that victim mentality. Yeah, I 100% agree. And it's, you know, I understand a lot of listeners, you know what, you go to your holidays and you're going to have friends and family that don't agree. Just don't go into those situations like it's going to be a debate because you know what, everybody's going to dread going to those, you know, get togethers. I mean, you know, be that person that listens, be that person that, you know what, just ask questions. Ask questions and don't give answers. You know, it, the best thing that a question can do is allow a person to start to think. And that's all you can really do. Yeah. 
So if you get in a heated debate, that's when you get, you know, start slinging mashed potatoes and crap. And that's a mess. That is a mess. A bunch of random questions, I guess. Favorite place you'd like to travel to? Ooh, you first. Uh, I have not. So I'll, I'll go to place I've been and a place I'd like to go. Um, Cozumel was awesome because it's it's Caribbean Mexican, but it's not touristy or it wasn't when we used to go there, with my family. Um, so I really like Cozumel, but I'd really like to go to what is it like the Tahitian islands where they have the fucking huts out on the pier <laughs> on the water and you just you just stay in the hut for the week. Oh, I'd be cool with that. Like that, a book. That was my answer, dude. Oh, was it? Well, mine was Bora Bora. Okay, same thing. And same one of those same huts over the water. The huts over the water for a week with access to a gym. I'd be like, oh, yep. I'd be rolling. Yep. Um, otherwise, I do have a I do have a buddy who grew up in Alaska and moved back there a few years ago, and he's got now he's got an ocean fishing boat and UTVs and all that shit. And he's like, you got to come up here. We'll just camp and hunt and fish for the week. So. Um, That'll that, I'm gonna enjoy that too, but that's gonna be just as much the scenery as it is the company because he is a good friend of mine. So yeah, Bora Bora is mine, and I think uh, Dubai is something I think if you get the chance to is is a city you gotta check out. Dubai, I get nervous with place like Dubai. Like there's so much like that place is ran by money. That place isn't ran by government. That place is ran by money. Oh yeah, it's you ran know by money, but some of the best food is out there. Yeah. Um, there's a restaurant, uh, run by this 20 some year old smiley guy that I follow on Instagram and, uh, CZN Barack and he just, all the food he makes is amazing. I mean, it's just something to check out yeah. I and mean, I'd never lived there, but yeah. 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 The, the Ferrari taxi cabs and shit. <laughs> it's a lot of money. A lot, a of, lot wealth. of money. If you only had arms or legs, what would you choose? Shit, That's know. a really fucking hard one, right? Like. If I get to keep my third leg, then I'll keep my arms. Ah, <laughs> I think arms. Because yeah. I think like I could be in a wheelchair or have prosthetics or fucking, I don't know, be on a strap myself to a skateboard and I can get around. But my I do so much more with my arms yeah. than my legs. Yep. So you yeah. can get a prosthetic legs, but yeah. But I've seen where guys that either are born or, you know, they end up getting uh, lopped off their arms. I mean, they're using their feet and like hands. Yeah. So that's amazing. Fucking a. That's a crazy question. That is a crazy question. Uh, biggest regret. We, I guess, I we kind of covered, cover, covered that one. Person wish you could have dinner with or interview from the past. Um, I think we have to do a live one and a dead one on this one. Live one or dead one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, dead one? Uh, no, I don't know. For me, it, he's alive. I'd do Jesus Christ. He's alive now. Yeah. No, he died. Yeah, he died and rose again. Boom. And then he died again. He didn't die again. What are you talking well, about? Well, he's not here. He's, he, he ascended. Oh, he ascended. Okay, now you got to get into the faith side. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, let's just do your... That's... Okay. Is that your live one or your dead one? Well, you say your... What's your dead one? So that's my dead and alive one. That's your dead and alive one, no matter what. It's just Jesus <laughs> Christ. Are you going to ask him carpenter tips? Sure. He's a carpenter. Yeah, I know. I know you know. He's got some skills. <laughs> um... Fuck. This is creepy, but Hitler? Hitler? Hitler. Well, you want like mustache tips? Or no, what? no, no, no. I, 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 I want I want to pick apart his brain and see like how fucked up he was and how much he really believed everything he was saying. Or was it just manipulation for power? Like I would, and, and you, you clearly you can't go into that interview like try like announcing that that's what you're in that interview for. Yeah. But I think very well worded questions with well worded follow up questions you could pick up whether he really really believed everything he was saying or whether he was completely full of shit. Well, well while you're in there, uh, ask him why his uh, his poor shaving habits. Right. <laughs> um. So there's my there's my dead one. Um. <laughs> your live one. I don't know who my live one is. I don't have a live one. The Rock, maybe. The Rock? Yeah. The Rock. Yeah, The Rock. I think it'd be cool. It'd be cool dude to chat with. 
Yeah, that surprises me. I, I wouldn't picture, he, I he overcame, you saying like Rogan or something. He overcame a ton of adversity in his life and became, you know, became what he is, right? Like he he's evolved. He he went from nothing to being like a world wrestling superstar and then evolved that into like one of the most prolific actors of all time. Like he evolved with time and he's and he's got a mindset that makes that evolution seem natural, whether it was purposeful or not makes that evolution seem natural. Wow. The rock. See Rogan. I think I've, I listened to Rogan so much. I would have nothing to talk about. I'd be like, I know everything about you. I know everything. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, eat three, you know, from podcast, probably 200 to podcast 800. So let's say 600 podcasts three at three hours a piece. Like you can just about pick up everything about somebody in that amount of time. Well, I'm looking at a person you could have dinner with or interview, you know. Get yeah, to know their, that's true. Themselves. I don't want to have dinner with The Rock. Sorry. <clears throat> ask him. Ask him his uh his steroid plan. We're brothers, remember? Yeah, I know. I already know everything about him. Oh, you already. Yeah, you just <laughs> grew up together. Yeah. Top three dream jobs. Ooh, what's your top three dream jobs? Uh, number one is professional podcaster. Really? Yep. That's your number one, huh? Yep. If I could, if I could make a comfortable living and be able to give back and just interview people and record and learn, because this podcast has pushed me to learn a lot, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, these deep dives, a lot of times, like that's my entire week is is building for these deep dives and reading and listening and stuff like that for these deep dives. And I love the fact that it pushes me to do that and gives me a reason to do that. Plus, like, let's say we get this podcast to 100,000 downloads per episode. Like, that gives us some fucking dick swinging room, right? Like, we, we're actually yeah. going to be able to get some cool fucking people on here. And using this and then being able to meet a bunch of cool ass people and learn from them, too. Like, it gets exponentially better and better and better and better. Wow. That's one. That's one. What's your two and three? Oh, two and three. Oh, I don't fucking know. That was, I just, that's one. I'm only going for one. That's, that's, I'm <laughs> You're only going for one. Yep. Balls of the wall. That's your goal. One or nothing. Yep. Really? Yep. Come on. You got to have a two and three. I didn't read through all these questions before we got here. So you go and then I'll pick oh, up two okay. and three. I'll go. Uh, one would probably be, gosh, man. That'd be my one and two is, I don't know if I was not a uh, half a century old, I'd be, a contractor. Um, we when we say contractor, we don't mean building houses with contracts. Oh, sorry, <laughs> just sounds, so you, just so everybody out there is clear. That's not the contract. Does it? <laughs> it does sound better than mercenary. <laughs> I'd like to be a mercenary. I'd be my top job. Imagine kids saying that in school. Yeah, I'd probably get kicked out. Uh, I wouldn't mind being a uh, not a financially strapped uh, gym owner. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Because oh, that's a tough business to be in. Yeah. So, but that would be a sweet job. But yeah, that's my top two. Gym owner slash personal trainer or slash trainer. I mean, not personal trainer, but slash trainer, right? Yeah. Like, because that's kind of the fun part of it. It's not just owning the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I don't want to be a jazz size coach. You'd like. be great in those fucking tight leg warmers. Those tight leg warmers. And that big, whatever you call that, that one piece thong thing they got in the 80s. Oh. That just that gave me a just, fucking mental image that I never need to see again. That just hurts my nutsack. Just think about it. Um, all right. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say like weapons designer, but I don't. It doesn't even need to be like weapons. Um, designer of cool shit, like engineer of cool shit, right? Like talking like a Tony Stark kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of a unlimited like, funds, unlimited R&D. funds and and the type of R&D connections to where like I, if I think like, hey, if I could take this specific, you know, actuator and actuate this door and then it opens up to this, like the ability to do all that. Right. Like I'm engineering. I'm not there, <laughs> but like I can think of all this cool uh. shit. Right. So there's there's my number two and number three. Um Porn star, I guess. That's the first Jeremy thing that, the first thing that came to my mind after you, you number two. You guys could two. take a picture together. I think my uh, number three would be along the same lines as your number two. Okay. Because I, I watch a movie like uh, Batman Begins. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, if you had that much R&D to have that much equipment, 
you know, I mean, would, would a vigilante, would that be a job? Yeah, vigilante. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That's a good Except job. Except wouldn't drop, uh, dress might up need, as a bat or anything. We might need vigilantes here in the next oh, 10 I years. Know. I don't know. It's going to get squirrely. Yeah, I wouldn't make a pointy bat thing with a cape on. That'd be stupid. Best advice for financially or for saving money? Best advice financially for saving money. There we go. Let me read that fucking question right. Ooh, you have to engineer around your own impulses. So you have to pay yourself first. So every time, whether it's from work or whether it's personally in your bank account, you need to have automatic transactions set up into savings accounts that you don't have immediate access to. So let's say it's an online savings. And if you look around for online savings, there's a few different ones. Ally, Discover, American Express. They all have some online savings accounts that have decent return rates. And you set that up 20 bucks a week, 50 bucks a week. And you set that automatic withdrawal up before. Because if you have to do it, if you have to think about it, this is the same as my self-control with having the shitty food in the house. Like if the food is in the house, I'm going to fucking eat it. If that money is in my bank account, I'm going to fucking spend it. So I have automatic withdrawals set up for my savings accounts. Yeah, that's the way to do it. No, and that's smart. Yeah, and I would probably add to that is uh, just really research and you know educate yourself on long term investments. Um, unless you're somebody that really, I mean, you want your full time job to be a day trader because I have some buddies that are day traders. You know, but it's it's high stress too. But oh fuck, I did that for six months and made like fifty grand. And yeah. then lost it all in like three weeks. Jeez. Yeah, it was. It, it, and stress. then I quit. Then I quit. I like I I got back down you to learned. my original money that I had in it. And I'm like, I think maybe I lost like three grand total. Yeah. And I got back and I'm like, fuck this. I am done. That shit is too stressful for me. Yeah. That would have been great. Right. Like I could have made a, my full income day trading for a few hours a day if I would have been more consistent. But it was just not. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, the biggest advice. Yeah. Is set and forget. Yep. So like you said, whether it's either automatic withdrawals or you're able to invest in a long term on something you don't check every single day. Or well, right. You got to have the automatic withdrawals to have the money to invest. Yep. You know, so it's it's a multiple step program. Um, Tony, what's fucking the talker? Tony, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins wrote a book called Money Mastering the Game because because of Tony Robbins, just like I talked about the podcast, because Tony Robbins, who he is, he has access to some of the smartest people in the world. Right. So he got to ask the smartest people in the world if they could set up investments for their kids that they never had to touch. Like, let's say they were dying. What would they do? And consistently across the board, they all had a very similar answer and in its index funds. Because market index funds outperform individual funds over long periods of time because you'll have one hot fund manager that'll whip the market's ass two years in a row and then leaves to go to another fund or makes too much money and basically gets complacent. And then another one will whip it. But if unless you're able to like magically follow the fund traders, then a single index fund will outperform the market and excuse me. The fees are much less. So if you have an actively traded fund like a Wells Fargo fund, those fees, the APR fees or AP, what is it? APR. Is it APR? Annual percentage rate? Yeah. So their fees are like 1.5%, whereas an index fund is like 0.05%. Yeah. So if you figure you only average a 6% return or a 5.5% return, if you're losing a percent and a half every year, sit down and punch that into a fucking Excel spreadsheet. You lose a lot of money over 20 years. Yeah. Exactly. So that's a good one there. Uh, how'd you start your companies? Um, yeah, that was, you have an idea and then you fucking, you try to make that idea viable, right? So like you, you see, you see something that's missing and try to fill that void or solve a problem. So like with, with the urban savage clothing line, like I was really sick of, cool looking shirts that you bought and never wanted to fucking wear because they were the dog shit, you know, Gildan $2 shirts because they wanted to sell them for 25 bucks and make fucking 14 bucks or 20 bucks after printing. Um, so like that was, that was the, that was the hole that I was trying to fill was shirts. I would want to wear that also fit a style that I would want. Cause I didn't, I didn't, they didn't have those two things out there. Now where I was not the most intelligent is that is 
I didn't have the design abilities and I didn't farm out the design abilities to make the shirts attractive enough to the eye. Everybody will tell you that that bought shirts for years. They're the best shirts I've ever owned. I still wear them. The first shirt I bought, you know, six years ago, I still wear five years ago. I still wear. And so I hit that on the head, but the design element was lacking. Yeah. Well, as far as, I mean, for me, starting companies, it starts off always as, as an idea, but ultimately you have to be willing to learn all the facets of the business. Otherwise you're going to be contracting all your services out to somebody else and there's no way to get off the ground. So if you have a, a drive to start a business or multiple businesses, you have to be, have, I guess the energy and the, the want to learn and, uh, you know, learn the different skills. Like you said, you know, you may have to learn the design side, you may have to learn the website, you may have to learn uh, the finance side. I mean, you have to, my career, I was a graphic designer coming out of college. And there's not a lot of money in it. But when I got into corporate, I realized I had a deficiency on the business finance side. So what I had to do was go into a, a graduate, you know, couple programs, um, took a couple of courses, actually three or four courses, actually, and um, really understand the business finance side before I could, you know, really hop in and, you know, know what I'm doing. Because, yeah, um, starting a business, I mean, there's a lot of risk and you have to understand that you're going to fail, you are going to fail hundred percent guarantee unless you're like damn lucky or just, you know, brilliant. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'd be willing to take your losses and write yourself a vision statement and be willing to stick to that. Cause there's too many people I know that start a, a business that are just in it for the money. And if you're, you have no vision or just in it for the money, guess what? 90% of those businesses fail. Yeah. So if it's something that is going to help people out, always remember in the back of your mind, I mean, I have a company that, you know, most of, if not all the, the profits go back into, you know, the, the service group, fire department, police and, uh, and veterans. So, and that company has been a really quiet side business for me. And, uh, you know, it's one that helps. It's a lot more fulfilling for me, for other people. I don't know, but it, you have to understand what your vision is. Yeah. I like that. Last meal, if you had to choose. Last meal. Last meal. You're on your. You're on. Not on your deathbed. Let's not say you're on your deathbed because then you're not even going to enjoy it. You're on Ooh. death row. Gosh, for me it'd be dim sum. Dim. What is dim sum? I, dim sum is I'm like so a, white. a Chinese lunch where you have a whole bunch of um, different varieties of uh, like dumplings and crepes and you know. Uh, you know, whatever they roll around. I mean, traditionally it's a Chinese lunch where they run around in carts Gotcha. and you just pick, you know, two or three of these baskets off. And then when you're done, you pay for whatever baskets you have and then you, you leave. My grandma's chicken and gravy, but it's gotta be my grandma's chicken and gravy. Cause I don't know what she did, but that shit was magical. Like way better than the <laughs> shit. Now I, I don't know. The chicken was better then, but she hand breaded the chicken and then fried it and then made the gravy with the fucking fish fat that she fried the chicken oh, in and then yeah, made biscuits crazy, and you yeah. put it all over oh cornstarch in that gravy yeah make that shit thick take a nap after you're done oh yeah for sure well, that'd be mine that's a wild question last meal you had to choose the hustle standard versus the hustle fallacy well i mean fuck 50 percent, 70 percent of people that think they're hustling are just fucking staying busy not actually getting anything done <laughs> right. Like I'm so busy. What are you busy doing? Well, I'm doing this, this, and this. Well, what, if you were more efficient, you'd be get all that done in about an hour and then you'd have the rest of your fucking day. Yeah. I guess that's my hustle standard versus hustle. Hustle fallacy is like so many people that think they're hustling are just fucking st- They're just making themselves busy just to be busy yeah. instead of being efficient and getting a lot done. They're just busy. Yeah. I don't, I'm not on the sales side. I hear the hustling or, you know, hustle memes more, mainly coming from the sales side. On operation side, there's really kind of you just do it. Yeah, but even on the operation side, like you need to be the more efficient you are, the more you get done with your time, right? Yeah. But generally the uh the folks that are on the on the on the ground level. Yeah. You know, your your boots to the ground, they generally don't they're just consistently putting in effort every yeah, day. They're waiting for you to, you know, adjust the workflow. Otherwise they're just gonna stay with the same workflow. All right, that's fair. 
Uh, the no days off rule versus listening to your body and avoiding burnout. Ooh, I thought we covered that, didn't we? We covered that not today, but we have covered that in the past. Um, I get it depends on where you're at. Right. Like if you're fucking 25 years old, you can bust ass every single day. You can sleep for fucking four hours a night and you can eat like shit and nothing happens. If you're 40. Who's that? uh, um, That big dude. The crazy lifter. He's old now, but he's still online. Big black dude. Big lifter. Venice Beach. No idea. There's no such thing as overtraining. Oh, oh, oh. I forgot his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just watched a documentary on him. I think he's got like fucking four new hips now. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I'm not talking like Ronnie Coleman. This is a dude. He's just like. Oh, okay. I was talking about Ronnie Coleman. That's what I was talking about. Telling everybody to F off or, you know, you suck. Well, the the problem with, and this is totally off topic, but the problem with social media is, is the more extreme you are, the more More that your shit gets shared. Right. So like if you just said, you know what? I think that maybe a few of you need an extra day off. That's not fucking cool. But you know what's cool? Shut up, pussy. There's no fucking days off. That's, you know what I mean? So like it's not even the most intelligent stuff that's getting shared. It's the fucking most cringeworthy shit that's getting shared. Yeah. Like flat earth. Um, Work-life balance. Fact or myth? Definitely fact. Yeah. For sure. Fact. Definitely agree with that. Listen to somebody like Martin who didn't have the balance in the past and is, and is looking back <laughs> for, for real. I mean, you laugh, yeah. but for real, like finding that balance would have been awesome 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. To win at work and succeed at life concept versus the grind, understanding there are seasons to the process. Um, yeah, that one's that one's kind of a that one's interesting because seasons to the process, right? Like, like you you learned it last the last month with having to learn the new part of all your data analytics bullshit. Yeah, like that takes a lot of time and takes a lot of energy investment, and that's where the real like hours come in and then once you understand that then you can think about implementing it and that would be i guess considered the next season is how to implement it and then once all that's natural like and and i'm i'm at the point now with with all of our restructuring at, at my work is like i'm having to re restructure everything and, and add all these new accounts and all these new stops and stuff and whereas six months ago I could tell you exactly where I was going without ever looking at a fucking piece of paper. And now I'm like, all right, where do I got to go next? Cause I'm just, I'm, I'm in the relearning stage. Yeah. And then yeah. once you get that, then you can actually start getting some shit done. Once, once it's habit, right? Like yeah. once, once your data analytics is a habit and you understand it fully, then you're able to implement it. Yeah. It's a 40% rule. You know, yeah. the first 40% is just getting through and it sucks and you want to quit because it's learning something that you feel like you're completely not in the know and uh yeah once i got past that i mean right now it's just i'm just chipping away and then you learn little stuff that you miss so that motherfucker's gonna be in the recording <laughs> if you guys hear vibrations that's martin shit not mine oh, what's your guys big this one's gonna take a second what's your guys's biggest takeaway as far as the government's response and people's reactions to what happened in the last year and a half as it relates to covid um, it says Floyd, but let's talk about all police brutality, restrictions of freedoms and globalizations, which this actually question. probably just came out as the globalization podcast came out. So we probably can skip that part. But first off, let's say COVID people's reactions and government's responses, um, people's reaction. I can tell you that at least 70 percent of our country has absolutely no critical thinking ability. I would agree. Right. Because, I mean, people were losing their fucking minds. Based on whatever the news said. Yes. Whatever certain individuals would say. Yes. They would just take it as as truth. Yeah. And then just frantically go about, you know, the next year. Yeah. It was just, uh, you know, stupid. We have... We're fucked if anything really ever does happen because we learned so many weaknesses in our, I'm going to say our economy, but it's not even our economy, our entire structure. We learned so many weaknesses. So much comes from other countries. I think like 80 or 90% of our antibiotics come from other countries. Like that's a fucking problem. Look what happened right when COVID happened. Look what happened with masks. Yeah. Like none of this shit gets produced here. 
So what happens if there really is like a fucking like an epidemic, not like a three percent of people that get it die epidemic, but a 50 percent of people that get it die epidemic? We're fucked. Yeah. But I mean, instead of even going beyond just the government and uh, the process of getting medicine, it's uh, what about people's health? I think we're really, truly in the period. And it's funny because you see all those memes that talk about, you know, hard times make, you know, strong men, strong men make good times, good times make weak men. Well, you know, we've had it so good that we've become so weak. If you look at everything, well, what's the the top three items right now that's uh, just flooded the news, flooded, you know, people's minds is, is race, is the epidemic and, um, you know, as police brutality is that within the race? Um, they wanted to. They wanted to be race. I mean, that's that's the the you know the the yeah. Or the, if it bleeds, it leads it in there. But because the third bleeds, one now leads, is, yeah. is, is gender confusion. Yeah, you know, those are the top three things right now, and that's all you see when you put again on social media. It's all you see when you put on you know mainstream media. They're hitting on that real hard. You got to ask yourself, well, why? Why are they doing that? Or are we just that week that, you know, we're just picking on those things because we need to find something wrong with this country? Well, no, I think it's the organic monster, right? Like it's all about the money. It all comes down to the money. And if you are a news media or a social media organization or a social media page or somebody that fucking gets off on a thousand clicks, if it bleeds, it leads, if it bleeds, it leads and good natural wholesome news stories don't fucking they don't pay you don't make any money on those yeah you make money on shit that's controversial as fuck and feeding it to your you know your echo chamber and that's the problem i don't think it's any i don't think it's any individual people like oh we're gonna divide this country and conquer i don't think that's what it is i think that it's a fuck it's a it's a naturally organic made beast that is now we're seeing it and we're seeing it rear its ugly fangs and going oh fuck yeah, I think it uh, it takes away from the the truth, so we don't get to the root cause of anything. So you know whether it's about Floyd or you know anyone else. I mean, is it about police brutality? Is it about racism, or is it just about the fact that there was a situation where you know you have a person that committed a crime, you have police officers that are doing their job. And where was the negligence? You know, was a police officer not doing the job? Was there no cooperation? Or is it like a um, a rear end collision? Guess what? Just because you're there and you got rear ended, you know what? You have a percentage of responsibility for being there. Yeah. So I think we've gotten away from that. And we like to assign one side as the victim. The other side is the aggressor. When really, you know what? There's a lot of truth right in the middle. Yep. So... We're not getting the middle anymore. Everybody's choosing sides. And balance. I mean, you remember the, you remember like, well, I guess you were a little older than me, but like the yin and the yang, like that was always like the cool fucking, you know, that was the cool peace symbol, the yin yeah. and the yang. You guys and took the Asian I don't know symbol. if anybody ever actually understood, like that means balance. Yeah. That means, that means what, we're, what we've said here in a hundred different fucking times in all these podcasts is like the answer is very rarely black or white. It's usually always gray. Yeah. And that's where we're at. Like people need to fucking realize you are not 100% a victim and you are not 100% oppressor. You are somewhere in the middle. You are not, you know, you. it's not all work. It's not all play. It's somewhere in the middle. It's not all lazy or all fucking, you know, aggressive work. It's somewhere in the middle. It's balance, people. Fucking balance and everything. Yeah. yeah I think COVID, you got the same thing as, you know, now you got the, you know, the vaccine argument. You got the you know, lockdown argument, you had the mask argument. It's, it's been one argument after another that people have to choose either one extreme or the other. And there has been no discussion in the middle, you know? So, you know, where that leads to, I mean, is it restricting freedoms and globalization? I don't know. Are are the signs there? I mean, if the sky is dark and the clouds are heavy, is it going to rain? I don't know. You have yeah. To- and, and the restricting freedoms is interesting, right? Because like, uh, what was it? Benjamin Franklin. Give me, give me dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. Was that Franklin? I think so. Uh, Thomas, I think no, it Thomas Jefferson. I think it was Thomas Jefferson. Anyways, it doesn't yeah. matter who said it. We'll fuck. I'll, I'll Google it. Um, but peaceful slavery is, is easy because you, that's what's going on. That's what's going on in, in, in oppressive countries right now. Um, if you just go along with the flow and you let them them run you, 
it's peaceful. It might not be fucking enjoyable, but it's peaceful. Where it gets dangerous is when you're trying to push for freedom and where you want to be able to make your own decisions and where you're pushing against the powers that be. Yeah. Um, but give me give me dangerous freedom any day. Yeah. Because at least I at least then at least then the hammer's in my hand. Yeah. And I'll ex- I will support that thought 100 percent from I mean, like I said, we've talked about before, you know, I have family that live in in China and Hong Kong and I, I see what that limited freedom is. And I look at, you know, one example I think I've used before is just being there and going to a simple store to get what I normally would get here. Uh, I could find nothing that I would buy here in the standard grocery store that I go to every you know week or twice a week over there. Yeah, you I mean, said there's like one type of bread. One type of bread, one type of shampoo, a uh, very limited amount of juices. Um, yeah, and one type of, uh, yeah, probably one type of toothpaste. But, you know, it's, I see it there. You know, my mom, her, her hair's falling out and uh, I see what's in her little tiny, 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 what's called a, a house, which we would consider, I mean, smaller than a studio apartment but they cram, you know, a two bedroom quote house in it. And it's, you know, goes from the communist toilets to, you know, the, you know, freedom toilets yeah. that we use, yeah. uh, you know, a hole in the ground versus an actual porcelain, you know, throne. And there's so much I could tell you about it that it's just, it's disheartening. It's, it's a wake up call. I think everybody should somehow experience that. I think they people would come back here and be like, holy crap. I know we got some problems. But you know what? I'm super thankful for what we got. Yeah. And we just, we don't have that. We just had too many good times. Now people are looking for shit to complain about. You know, are we really a racist country? I mean, you know, what if we went back 40, 50, 60, 70 years? Has things changed? Things have gotten a million times better than they were. I mean, even the LGBT community, which right now everything is, you know, is rainbows and flags and everywhere. You know, what was it like? 10, 20 years ago. And well, I, well, this isn't even worth a conversation. Um, I don't see oppression in that community. No, there, there is none, but they've gotten federal funding all these years for what? For their programs? I mean, do these people not work? And and I guess I take that back. I, I'm sure that there's oppression, but I think it's all inner family. Like most, most I mean, they, they people don't give a shit yeah. in public. Yeah. Most people you know? don't care. Like we, yeah. we've grown so we've grown so far as a country and that doesn't mean that we don't have further to go. Don't get me wrong. Right. But it also doesn't mean that we need to, sh- to slow down progress just to shine a light on any issues that we have. Let's all come together. Let's all work on any issues that we have and not point fingers and play the blame game on who's holding who back and everybody grab everybody else's hand and fucking walk forward yeah. and move in a, in a positive direction. Yes. Yeah, not a left to right issue. I mean, you got, you know, guys like Bill Maurer, even, you know, addressing it this way, you got Ben Shapiro addressing it this way. It's like, you know what, guess what? People should stop and say, you know what? We've come a long way. If you look back 10 years, 20, 30, 40 years, we've come a long way. And if we would all put the stake in the ground right there, guess what? We can all move forward. Yep. But we keep regressing 20, 30, 40 years back. Well, it doesn't help the situation at all. And that's that worse. That's that. If it bleeds, it leads. That's that's that beast that's that's coming out. And we got to we've got to get away from that. And I don't know how we get away from that. But I think that's one of the most important things to move our country forward is to get away from the exponential growth in negative news. Because I don't know 100%, but from what I read, we are having less of so much of these things, but it's just way more uh, public. It's just put out there way more. Yeah. And then that makes us think that it's way worse, right? Like even like with kids, like people don't let their kids out because they're so scared about the safety of their children. They don't let them just run around the neighborhood by themselves. But statistically kids are hundreds of times safer now than they were 40 oh, years yeah. ago. And 40 years ago, they were just running around. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was little, I remember being downtown Chicago by myself. Yeah. And you never see that now. No. Somebody would call social services. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we have to put a stake in the ground. I think, you know, for folks, it's, it's going back to the last podcast where we talk about critical thinking. If you can just encourage people to use critical thinking about what they 
they see and listen to as far as the media is concerned and, and more than that and do your research. I think you can get past a lot of this, you know, taking one side or the other and you're going to, you know, get closer to that, you know, that middle of that Oreo cookie, you know, the filling, the truth. And it goes back, I think, to one of these uh, earlier questions. Uh, what was that one? Am I missing that one? There's a lot oh, of questions family, here. Yeah, the one where, you know, family that is not in the same way of thinking as you. I mean, I think the fight is not to debate them on any one of these subjects. I think it is to, you know what, get them to critically think whether it takes a question or whether it just, you know, takes just putting little seeds of information out there. And I'm not going to put down how you think. I'm going to try to show you how I think. Maybe that would be an improvement too. Yeah. You know? Or lead by example. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's that's the best way. All right, we're an hour, we're an hour and two in. Um, I think we'll wrap up now. I know that this episode has been a little different than the other episodes. This is more of just a get to know us and get to know our mindset and, um, and our attitude towards things. Not necessarily a lot of takeaways from this one, but it was just fun for us to do and try to try to hit a bunch of your guys' questions. So we'll get back to the normal function and starting in the next few weeks, we will be starting with guests. So if you guys have anybody specifically that you have a connection to that you think would be perfect, um, let us know. And we are also possibly in the next month or two going to start putting video out with YouTube. So if anybody out there is an awesome like video editor or something and wants to put together like an intro for us to put on every video before YouTube, that'd be hot also. Some ugly mug. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> going to show Martin's ugly mug. So <laughs> everybody have a great rest of the day. All right. Down, man.